Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new episode of the FinTech Hunting Podcast. We have an amazing guest for you today. She is a technology evangelist, a company founder, a mother, and she has been extremely instrumental in delivering a great customer experience to the point of sale. Please help me welcome Veronica Newen, co-founder and executive vice president at BeSmarty. Thank you, Michael. How are you? I am great, Veronica. It is so nice to see you and have you as a guest. You have an incredible story. And, I, and so I want to start there for our, any of our listeners that maybe don't know you. Tell me, how did you get in the mortgage business? And tell me a little bit about your background. Yeah, Michael. Well, thank you, uh, first of all, for uh, having me part of, of, of this segment. I, I really appreciate it. Um, how I got into the mortgage industry, actually, uh, for those of you who don't know, Tim Yuen, who is the CEO of Be Smarty, is also my husband. So that's who I, um, that's how I got into the mortgage industry, uh, back in, um, 2005, I believe, uh, or a little bit before that. He was an appraiser and he started in appraisal business. And I was just his girlfriend, and, um, and he was getting really busy. Um, and I told him, hey, I think you need to hire people and have an office. And he said, okay, well, why don't you lead it for me? And I, and I said, okay, and the rest is history. And so we've been together. We, well, luckily it worked out for us because we actually got married. We were boyfriend and girlfriend at that time. <laughs> So it worked out for us, and uh, and we've been uh, husband and wife and partners in business since then. Fantastic. So let's talk a little bit. What's it like being a founder of a company? There's so many changes in the mortgage industry, in technology, and being a mother, right? I mean, so many times I think people lose sight of that, of still have kids to raise, upbring. There's a certain way you want to upbring them. Talk to me a little bit about that because – I think that's something that's very unique, and it's a great perspective that our listeners can learn from. Yeah, for well, first of all, for all those mothers out there, um, I feel you. I, I know what you're going through. Um, I go through it all the time, especially being a founder of a uh, of a company. So when we started Be Smarty, um, I was pregnant with my first son. And so the company, when it launched, um, you know, my son was uh, uh, only a couple of months. And so uh, the Be Smarty is uh, very dear to me because it's the same age as my son. So it's like I have two babies, literally. <laughs> and so, um, you know, as, as a mother, I think we have to have some type of balance. And there's, you know, that saying where, it takes a village to raise kids. It really does. And so I have a lot of support, that support a lot of family that support me. Uh, my husband is a great supporter uh, of uh, raising our kids. We now have two. Congratulations. Two kids. Uh, but, you know, as a working mother, you're always feeling guilty about, oh, my goodness, I'm not spending enough time with my kids or missing out on that activity, special activity that they have. So I think it's really a balance. And the way that my, my schedule works is I wake up early in the morning, I get all my work done that I can for the morning, and then spend that time to have with my kids before they go to school. So, and, and, and then, you know, just working on the schedule, I, I'm, super, I'm a super busy mom, but I, I make it work. 
Fantastic, and congratulations to you. I'm so glad we're talking about this because I think a lot of people just kind of assume, oh, somehow magically things get done and they don't. It it takes a very intentional effort to be a great mom, to be a great founder, to be a great leader at the company. You've got clients you need to satisfy, partners you need to satisfy, employees. And then, oh, at the end of the day, you still have to go back and you want to make sure that you're raising good kids. What are some of the lessons your kids have learned seeing you take on those roles and seeing you grow a company? You guys are experiencing incredible growth, great success at Be Smarty. What are some of the lessons you think they've taken away from seeing you on this journey? Well, you know, I, I, I really couldn't tell you because, you know, my, my oldest is six and my little one is four. But I, I can tell you that there's definitely somehow an influence within them because they do talk about business themselves and they think about, oh, my next company is going to be, you know, something that they come up with. Super ultra. That's what a, one of them said that the other day. That's what my next company is going to be. <laughs> so there, there's definitely an entrepreneur mentality that they're, that I can see them captivating and capturing as they see um, Tim and I in business, and, and we try to include them and be very open with them about, you know, we're a team, this is our team, and, and they know Be Smarty. They, they definitely do know Be Smarty. That is fantastic, and you're right. They do learn that, that entrepreneurial spirit, hearing that already as a six-year-old saying, hey, here's what my next company will be, here's the company's name, that influence is wearing off on them, and that is going to serve them well for the rest of their life. So great job on that. Let's talk a little bit mortgage, mortgage technology. What are some of the things you're seeing in the industry now? And then we'll talk about, you know, how does technology apply to that? But what are some of the biggest trends, some of the things you're seeing as you work with lenders across the industry? Well, I definitely think that there's been a big shift in uh, a demand for a POS system. As when we first started, um, you know, six years ago, uh, when we were talking to lenders, a lot of them didn't really understand what was happening. And literally, when we would showcase a demo to them, they would be like, can you really automate all that? Can you really do that? And now, you know, fast forward to today um, and seeing the Rocket uh, rocket Mortgage uh, episode in the Super Bowl back then in 2016, right. I think people had an aha moment and they said, okay, this is possible, but I still don't understand it. So I think that the lenders that actually have adopted automation in the front end, they have seen the return and they understand it. They took the time, they've taken the time to understand it. I think we're now where most people know that this is the future, especially when COVID hit and people, yep. you know, have to take loans online. And if you and if you think about the generation right now, Michael is I mean, the new generation right now they have grown up with cell phones in their pockets, right? Not like not like not like us, and so they want everything immediately. They want results now, and you know we've been, you know, our vision of Be Smarty is to really be up to date with all those technologies that the new demand of, of the generation is gonna, it, it's gonna want, and it, it's already here. Well, you brought up two interesting things, and when, when you said, you know, you're trying to show that automation and that people don't always get it, I laughed. I, I've been in the industry far longer than I care to admit. Uh, I'll start dating myself, but 
let's just say back in, you know, the late 90s, early 2000, I was selling loan origination systems and we started having automated workflows and business logic that could launch and you would try to demo something. They're like, no, 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 I want to see all of the steps. And I'm like, well, that's part of the business logic. If these <laughs> steps don't apply to this loan, we wouldn't show them to you and it will save your loan officer time. And people struggled. And at that time, we were making the transition from DOS to Windows and then Windows to the web. And then the second part of, you know, when you commented on this generation, I always call it on this podcast, talk about a lot of the Amazon effect, right? I mean, <laughs> I order a book at 8 in the morning, and to be honest with you, I'm kind of mad if I don't have it by 3 this afternoon, right? I mean, I ordered the book. They said they'd have it. And that expectation is the same for the borrowers, right? If they're applying for a loan, if they're looking for a prequal, if they want to know what the rates are, they're not going to wait a day, two days, a week for somebody to get back to them. Yes, that's correct. And, you know, the, the new generation now in Gen Z's, they fact check everything. So if you're not giving them something, uh, you know, as accurate as possible, I mean, I know in our business it's different, but they don't want to go and fill out some type of ad that got pulled up and say, you know, give me all your information. No, they want to see what their possibilities are because they are fact checking. That is the, the, the matter of the truth now. They, they're transparent. They want visibility to that entire thing right away. So as we talk point of sale, and you guys are expert at this, what are some of the things lenders need to look for in a point of sale system? What are some of the, the biggest drivers for lenders, whether it's efficiency, a better borrower experience? What are some of the things that you see as most critical? And then how do they vet that? Yeah, so one of the things that, you know, uh, we always highly suggest to lenders is to look at their operations internally because every lender it does things differently. They, they don't all manufacture loans the same way. So look at your internal process and really identify those key items that you want to automate and that you want to make better for both your external and internal process. And when, I, and when I'm talking about your external process, you know, I'm talking about, you know, the customer facing. Like, what do you visualize that to be like? And start working that way. And then you go and see, you know, and, and you start talking to POS systems to learn about, okay, which one is really going to give me that? It, that fits my needs, that fits my organization. So that's, that's the way that I would approach it. I, I love that, and I think it's a mistake that a lot of lenders make, right? So-and-so told me that they're using this. Somebody else told me this. I saw this other tool out there, kind of the shiny object syndrome, but they don't really take the time to first map out their workflow and kind of what is their vision for that customer experience. And if you have those parameters, then it's much easier as you're talking to a point-of-sale system, talking to a CRM, talking to an LOS, to say this is what we need for the way we do business. That is such a great tip because I think too many people just start jumping at the technology and not really understanding, is it going to fit in? Now, let's talk about it fitting in. Fitting into a tech stack is critical. Talk to me of the importance of seamlessly fitting in with the tech stack, APIs, and the importance of systems talking to one another if 
cust- or if lenders are really going to accomplish what they want to for the customer. Yeah, you know, um, of course, the customer always sees, you know, just what they see, right? They don't see anything in the back. And so, you know, for for systems to really work together seamlessly, it's super important to have all that for the loan officer as well. So, so what lender? What I would, you know, say to lenders is, you know, think about think about the bar, think about that process and going back all the way to the funnel, so that you can, so that if you already have systems in place that can connect to the POS. Or if the POS already has those systems, don't reinvent the wheel, oh. but rather look and see uh, if, if, and you know, a lot of the POS systems, including BeSmarty, we, you know, we have so many integrations. I can't even count them right now because that's how many we have. And I think that if you look at a POS system that already has all the integrations, you'll move faster, but you're also gain all those efficiencies and all that proven work that has been put in so that you can roll it out to your vision, obviously. Right. Tell us a little bit for our listeners who maybe don't know everything about Be Smarty. Tell us a little bit about what kind of makes you guys different and why they should probably take a look at you from a point of sale perspective. Well, you know, there's, um, you know, when I talk about Be Smarty, I feel like I'm talking about myself. So I apologize about that. No problem. It shows your passion and that you've grown in this company doing everything. So I'd love to hear that. Go ahead. Yeah. So, you know, um, Be Smarty, when we created Be Smarty, we really created that foundation for that entire, for, for the entire process, the, the front end process. It, it, but, but what's special about Be Smarty is that we went deeper into the origination process where you get benefits of automation for the, your loan officer, for your processor, for your underwriter. It's something that, honestly, I don't think any POS is doing out there because our application in list clicks takes you from application to appraisal in 15 minutes. Wow. And I know that, and I know that that, that sounds like sometimes still mind blowing, like, wow. But literally, that, that is what, that's what the borrowers, uh, today and the future are going to want. They're going to want to get approved fast. They're, and one of the things that makes us special is that we offer lenders things like, you know, rate search. So, or marketplace, you can, you can provide that and put that in your funnel so that when borrowers are looking for, for homes, they, they actually get real rates back right away. So there's many other, many things that we do in the front end, but in the back end to make that seamlessly. And I think what, again, I just repeat myself that what makes us really special is that you can take that application, a full application. Imagine that with all this automation happening in 15 minutes. I mean, obviously, maybe with the uh, new generation, they probably do it faster than I could ever type. So. <laughs> Yeah, and they're doing it with their two thumbs on the phone and everything else. So, no, I'm with you there. Where do you see kind of the mortgage industry going the second half of the year? You know, we're done with the first quarter. We've seen rates continue to rise. The cost of living has gone up. What are some of the things that you think are going to impact the industry for the rest of this year? You know, I mean, definitely it's not going to be a refi boom. 
like like we've seen it. I think it, this is a time to sort of buckle up, analyze, and review what you have, what's working in, in, in your automation process, and really get prepared for the next boom. And I always say that, you know, you prepare for, for, for what comes next. So I think that purchases are not going away. I, I think we're still going to have a good year. Um, you know, there's still a shortage uh, of homes out there for people that want to buy. Um, so those are just some of the things that I see. And obviously um, on, on on something really out there is, you know, we're starting to see the, the metaverse. So um, I think it's pretty interesting. Um, I know Tim just wrote an article uh, recently about the metaverse, and I, I think it's going to be a, a real thing, but I don't know, you know, I don't have a crystal ball to see how, you know, how it's going to play here, but um, a lot of mergers and acquisitions for sure. Uh, I love it. And again, where will metaverse go and how does that apply in a virtual world to how we do mortgages in the real world? Um, shifting market conditions. But one thing that doesn't change is the need to deliver a great borrower experience, right? I think, and I've said this before, too long, the mortgage industry has been very transaction focused instead of relationship focused. And I think the right point of sale can really deliver that borrower experience where they have an incredible experience. It fosters that relationship instead of just being a transaction to get the Smith file in, get the Smith file out, get the Jones file in, Jones file out. The industry needs to be about much more than that. For people who want to find out more about Be Smarty and have a conversation with you, and maybe they want to discuss even in more detail what it's like to be a mother and a co-founder and running a fast-growing tech company, what's the best way that they can get a hold of you? Yeah, they can just reach out, um, you know, go to Veronica at BeSmarty.com. They can just shoot me an email, connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm always open. Outstanding. One last question. Now that a lot more of the conferences are back live, give me your take on live conferences and what it means to be back and seeing people face-to-face -face versus the last couple of years that uh, we had to do so many virtual events. Yeah, Michael, I love it. I love it. I love, you know, I, I haven't really uh, been in the, in the road show myself. It's always been Tim, Tim and, and, and the team. But the ones that I've been, it feels good. It just feels good being out there and being able to see people's faces. And I think we all needed that. So it's really nice. Excellent. Well, I look forward to seeing you at some upcoming conferences and events. You are always a wealth of information and knowledge. So, Veronica, thank you so much for being a guest on this episode of the FinTech Hunting Podcast. Thank you, Michael.